Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic. Dale.
Hi and welcome to the Ostara show for March 2022 here on Cauldron FM with me the Merlin and we started the show with a track by Jamie Black called Priestess taken from her album Season of the Witch and let's carry on with Symbol by Celia Ferran from the album Red, Alabaster and Blue. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Well, he served as any other with his hands and with his heart. He prayed to Father Sky, he bowed down to Mother Earth. He honored air and water and the fire he danced around. But you didn't honor him before you put him in the ground. It's a symbol, it's a sign, it stands for everything divine. Excuse me, sir, I think you're wrong I checked it the last time I read the doctrine It said practicing your faith is not a crime So let this soldier rest Honor his request You sent that little girl crying home from school Told her she was evil and she disobeyed the rules You took away Are free to wear their crucifix And she knows that if you catch her That you'll have her expelled She's frightened every member of the family's gone to hell She's all messed up, she's five years old She doesn't know her rights But her daddy is a lawyer So get ready for the fight It's a symbol, it's a sign for everything divine Sorry sir, you're flat out wrong I checked in the last time I read the doctrine It said practicing your faith is not a crime So if you make these children pray Let them do it their own way Freedom of speech Freedom of religion Freedom to stand up and fight For what we believe in He's a believer and he wears it on his arm First day new job he set off all of the alarms The memo spread like wildfire that the devil had arrived And the virus got to corporate and they fired him by five Now all this misperception and everyone runs scared Scared of the neighbors and scared to declare Fight so hard for
religion The freedom to stand up and fight For what we believe in The freedom of speech Freedom of faith Freedom of religion The freedom to stand up and fight For what we believe in The freedom of speech Freedom of faith Freedom of religion Freedom to stand up and fight For what we believe in Freedom of speech Devon to Delaware, this is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. If you have some spare time on Saturday the 26th of March between 10am and 4pm, why not pop along to the Gaia Flow Wellness Event taking place at the Polyfield Community Centre in Biddeford. This free-to-enter event includes treatments, readings, stalls, cafe, bar and also free parking. For questions or pre-booking treatments and readings, contact either Emma at saltwatergaia at gmail.com or, alternatively, contact Rachel at infiniteflow80 at outlook.com. This event is a collaboration by Infinite Flow and Saltwater Gaia, and all profits are going to Encompass Southwest, which is a registered charity. Golden FM, the sound of magic.
secret bands in the world, a band called the Gypsy Nomads and something called Ogre Dance, taken from their Thread and Stone album. And let's move on with The Land of the She by Spellsinger. Spell. 
was invented, it was inspired by a true magician.
listening to Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. And now it's time for our crystal of the month, brought to you by Ems from Saltwater Gaia. Merry meet and O oh star of blessings. This is Ems from Saltwater Gaia with this meets crystal of the month segment. I am a self-employed crystal healing master practitioner and teacher based on the beautiful North Devon coast. I work around Devon, Cornwall and further afield, including remotely as far away as other countries. I offer other energy healing modalities, including massage and aromatherapy, but crystals and energy healing are my passion and specialty. And I teach courses from beginner to practitioner levels and a range of workshops for children to adults for all ages. So mixing things up again a bit this month to focus on the upcoming Sabbath celebrations for Ostara with some crystal suggestions for altars um, as well and a little bit more too. Big thanks to Goddess and the Green Man. I, I did, um, <laughs> life has been a bit busy so I did kind of do a quick bit of research on there because it's always such a wonderful tool, fabulous site um, and I know a lot of other practitioners sort of borrow heavily from there but it's always important to, to name your sources. It's only polite. Anyway, um, Ostara is fast approaching here in the Northern Hemisphere, also known as the Vernal or Spring Equinox. It's usually celebrated between the 20th and 23rd of March each year, and it opposes Mabon, which is the Autumn Equinox, which is happening in the Southern Hemisphere. So this year, it's celebrated on the 20th of March. Now, Ostara, like Mabon, is the perfect point of balance on the journey through the Wheel of the Year. So this is where we have this equal length and equilibrium of night and day and with this becomes sort of masculine versus feminine in an outer light shadow moon sun so the year is now waxing and after the balance the light defeats the dark and the days as you know are starting to get a little bit longer and a little bit warmer and with it you there's so much around outside i'm sat here looking in my back garden and it's just a riot of yellow from all the daffodils the primroses and the cowslips are coming up as well and Earth is just this riot of abundance and fertility and colour coming through. So all the hopes and seeds that you planted back at Imbolc are actually now taking action. And Ostara is actually the, the first day of spring in the pagan calendars. Now, it takes its name after the Germanic goddess um, Estra or Ostara, who was traditionally honoured in the month of April with festivals to celebrate fertility, renewal and rebirth. And it was from Estra that the, the Christian celebration of Easter evolved and the goddess as Ostara has she's depicted with the head and shoulders of a hair so the hair which I'll talk about shortly is sacred to the goddess for this celebration now villagers are uh, celebrated by planting crops and witches would make a special effort to improve their lives so they could relish the remainder of the year without um, encountering complications spells would be cast to shake off any remaining bad luck leaving a more positive and motivated frame of mind now this time is also used to call upon the goddess to help us to become more independent self-sufficient and successful in the coming year. Now I mentioned the hare and this is a Celtic tradition and it's a totem animal of the lunar goddesses such as Hecate, Freya and Holder. The hare is the symbol for the moon and obviously the moon gazy hare is a, is a sight to behold. So the goddess most associated with the hare is Esther or Ostara. The date of the Christian Easter tends to be determined by the phase of the moon whereas the pagan the witchy celebrations is any time between the 20th and the 23rd and is dictated by the equinox itself 
The hair is a symbol of mortality and also a major symbol for fertility and abundance as the hair is one of the, the mammals that can actually conceive while pregnant. So over the centuries, the symbol of the hair at Ostara has become the Easter bunny who brings the eggs to children on Easter morning. It is also a, a symbol of uh, rebirth and resurrection uh, for Christians. The other very familiar symbol at um, Ostara is eggs. And this is because, <clears throat> excuse me, eggs and seeds all contain this all potential full of promise new life. They symbolise the rebirth of nature, the fertility of the earth and all creations. And in many traditions, the egg is a symbol for the whole universe. You can even say that it contains a balance of light and dark. So you've got that male and female within the egg and the, the yolk as well with white. The golden arm of the oak represents the sun god, which is enfolded by the white goddess. So perfect balance. So very appropriate to Astara and the spring equinox when all is in balance just for that moment. Coloured eggs are very traditional for Astara altars too so you can kind of blow out the contents and use them for baking like a honey cake or something and then you can decorate the the shells themselves also it said if you bury a raw egg by the entrance to your home you ensure abundance for the forthcoming year and fertility in your garden Another lesser known symbol of Astara is the dragon or the serpent. And in some mythologies, the goddess Estra is associated with the serpent or dragon energy. And at this point in the year, the serpent or the Kundalini energy is, you know, really rising and, and sort of set to explode. Ostara favours colours of pale green, purple, pale blue, yellow. So think of the colours out there with the plants that are in bud. I was out walking a neighbour's dog yesterday and the abundance of beautiful gorse was wonderful with that gentle coconut scent on the breeze as well. So you will see quite a lot of that around too. So yeah, daffodils, primroses, celandine crocus, all these lovely colours here. That's not to say you can't use dried flowers as well. That's, that's absolutely not a problem. So... You can also on your altars include lots of herbs, so lavender, lilac, margarine, tarragon, thyme, as well as the flowers. And if you look as well to things like catkins, which are found on the older, the hazel, the gold willow and the silver birches. So twigs of these trees can be decorated with spring coloured ribbons and you can place those on your altar too. As always, try not to take directly from the tree. With these recent storms out there, there's lots of damaged branches on the ground. So rather than bothering them, take directly from the ground there and then pop those on your altar. Now, crystals for Ostara. There's so many different ones. These are just some of my favourites, okay? And obviously, you know, you can go with my suggestions or you might have ideas of your own, but always sort of go with what speaks to you. Amazonite is an amazing stone for physical ail ailments. It's this lovely sort of bluey, turquoisey kind of coloured stone. Great if you're doing any spell working for health issues or for better health, especially if you suffer with asthma or breathing conditions. Asherite is a much deeper coloured stone, sometimes with the sort of the, the red inclusions in there. And it's a stone of intelligence and wisdom. It helps to open the mind to spiritual possibilities. Now, this is one you don't want to be holding for too long. It's got uh, some minerals in it which aren't too great for us. So just be cautious when you're sort of handling that one if it is a raw piece. Citrine, of course, that beautiful yellow coloured quartz. There's two options available. You've got your, your heat-treated amethyst, which is the more ready, uh, readily available citrine. And that's that more golden, primrosy colour all the way through to almost like a sort of like a burnt toffee colour. You can also get a little bit more expensive, but totally worth it, in my opinion, is the beautiful natural citrine. And this is amethyst that's been naturally heated by the earth underground, where the, the citrine has been waiting to be discovered even. 
Dragon. It's it's a much more potent energy, but the colour is much more muted. So it's almost like a kind of a muddy colour. But citrine, whichever you choose, will clear through blockages and obstacles in your life, especially those that we've put in our own place, okay? Ones that we are responsible for. It's a stone of wealth. It's a stone of abundance. It's a stone of joy. It's a stone of prosperity. So it's a real feel-good stone. Really lifts the mood. So yeah, it's a stone of bringing laughter and just lifting the spirits. Really does help to boost self-confidence and self-esteem. Lifts your energy to a much happier state. So thereby reducing anger. And it's also really good if you need help or a bit of a boost with the creativity as well. Lapis lazuli, that beautiful deep blue stone with the little gold coloured inserts, strong enhancer of the truth. So the ancient Egyptians believed that this was a royal and protective stone that was worn as a symbol of status. It's also believed to protect against evil spirits. They also crushed it and used it for eyeliners, for paints. And this was a tradition that carried on to the artists of the Renaissance period who used the crushed lapis to make into the pigments for the Magi's coat and cloaks and that kind of thing, which is why there's only two people that have the blue and that's the Magi and the mother. So lapis, a lovely stone that really kind of boosts those psychic abilities. So if you're wanting them to use the energy of Ostara to help boost them, you can work with lapis actually on that brow chakra. Flower agate is one that you may not have seen before and it's a really beautiful agate, a sort of a browny kind of pinky kind of colour and it features not only blossom but flowers within it. So this is a stone of new beginnings and what else is a star if not for fresh starts? It centres around manifestation so it promotes action to push you onto your correct life path. It bridges the gap between your emotions and reality and it activates and connects the heart and uh, root chakras together. So this is one, if you need some help in kind of deciding what direction you need to go in or which path to take, but it's also about sort of manifesting that round and through to completion as well. Amethyst, couldn't go without amethyst. If you think of the, you know, if you're lucky to see the little violets out at this time of year, those beautiful purple flowers, amethyst just kind of echoes their beauty. So this is a real high vibing beauty. Use it for lots of different ailments, okay? But it's one of these high vibing stones like citrine. So it does kind of amplify or boost the energy of other crystals. But this one connects really strongly to the brow and crown chakras. It encourages selflessness as well as wisdom. And it's a stone of dealing with the addictions in whatever form they take so if there's something that you're trying to give up say smoking or you know whatever then amethyst is a really good stone that's what you want to sort of work towards from say ostara and using those energies to help you give something up a lot of books say amethyst is a really good stone and it does help to calm you down but because it's such a high vibing stone and it connects in with that brow chakra i never personally recommend it for use in the bedroom because if you're trying to use it to help with sleep or dreams and stuff your sheep that you're counting and it'd be having a rave rather than <laughs> calmly allowing you to count them so yeah i also recommend not to have citrine in the bedroom as well because it's gonna just amplify 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 so yeah not very calming there are some people who swear by amethyst and that's great um, and most of the books do as well which is interesting but it's just my personal recommendation if you are having trouble sleeping and you have got amethyst in the bedroom or citrine take them out give yourself a couple of nights just to get used to the energy without them and you'll probably find you have a much better sleep as well another of my favorite crystals for uh, Ostara is blue lace agate and this is this gentle soft cooling 
blue with the little white stripes, a real stone of communication and insight that brings peace. It calms any fractious and argumentative energies and emotions, soothes the throat chakra specifically. And when you are trying to get your words in order or you're trying to explain how you feel, it stops the emotion building and getting in the way so that you can speak calmly and eloquently. Now, the mind for the blue lace agate um, has closed um, and it's really difficult to get hold of now. It's This is why the, the price for this particular crystal has really jumped. So if you can't get hold of that, have a look for some blue chalcedony or chalcedony, however you like to pronounce it, as that's a good alternative. Ostara would not be complete without Ostara buns. Now, you may likely know them more as hot cross buns, but their origins are actually much, much older. If you look at them, the perimeter represents the wheel of the year. And these were traditionally circular, not square, which is how they tend to be baked these days. And the cross in the centre is the Celtic cross which is the four-armed equal cross of balance within a circle. So with it, when you look at it, you have the two equinoxes crossed by the two solstices. It indicates the four seasons and also the four sacred directions of north, south, east and west and the five elements of earth, air, fire, water, with spirit at the centre. As with many traditions and symbolism, these two were adopted by the Christian church, but they are as old as the hills absolutely so yeah ostara is not complete without um ostara buns so a few of my favorite ways to celebrate ostara and i've got loads here but cut you know painting the eggs is great that's a really fun way of doing it or if you don't want to do eggs if you're say vegan you might want to paint some garden stones and you can leave a nice positive message and then hide them somewhere for other people to find really just put a smile on their day Get outside and talk to the tree spirits, okay? They're really sort of waking up, they're active, and it's a really nice time to kind of get in touch with them and get them to help. If you don't bake a star of buns, you can also bake a honey cake. Again, if you're vegan, there's lots of alternatives that you can use instead of the honey there instead. Finally, I always like to see if I can spy a hare in the wild and ask it to send a wish to the goddess. That's my favourite way to celebrate a star. These are quite shy creatures, so I always consider myself really blessed if I do actually spot a hare in the wild. So yeah, if you do keep an eye out because they are they do tend to box in March as well, which is where you get the mad March hair or the boxing hair sort of symbolism there. And ask um, ask your hair to send a wish to the goddess. Before I finish, I just want to mention the Gaia Flow Wellness event. A lovely friend and I are organising on the 26th of March in Biddyford between 10 and 4. This is a charity event in aid of Encompass Southwest, which is a local charity that helps those locally who are homeless and or rough sleeping. Entries free, heaps of free parking, and there's even a licensed bar and lots of green space if you are bringing partners or children. We have over 20 exhibitors on the day, ranging from hand-picked local businesses up to sort of talented readers and um, healers and therapists, and they'll be offering taster treatments and readings. Now, most of these have also donated wonderful gifts for the raffle, and we've got a fabulous sort of homemade cake stand, and there's a coffee cart there to kind of help to ground you from all those energies that are going to be flying around. One of my students always laughs that they, they love that the reason that there's always cake on a course is because something sweet is always grounding. So with all the high energy that's going to be there on the day, cake is the perfect antidote. So full details are available on my Saltwater Gaia page, also on my friend's Infinite Flow page. And Dave has also very kindly shared this on Cauldron FM's page too. Wishing you bright blessings for Ostara. Have a wonderful time and I will see you next month with a new Crystal of the Month. Blessed be. One of the first international artists that I recruited to the Cauldron FM brand was a gentleman called Remy Orts from France. 
and his organisation is called the Remy Orts Project and they've done a number of albums. He describes himself as a new age musician. Here is the Remy Orts Project with something that he calls Siren.
Children FM, the sound of magic. The next track is taken from a sampler album. The album was called Children of the Mystics and it's by December Lunar Music and the track is called Dove Queen. to Delaware, this is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. A long time ago, I was in Glastonbury with Celia Ferran, who you heard earlier in the show, and we were sitting outside a cafe, preparing what we were going to do for the rest of the day. All of a sudden, Celia's phone rang. She answered it and had a conversation with the person at the other end, and then she said, oh, I've got somebody here that would like to speak to you, and she gave me the phone. So I answered and said, hello. And this lady at the other end said, hi, it's Kellyana. 
Well, I nearly dropped the phone because I'd admired Kellyana's work. I didn't ever think I would ever speak to her, let alone anything else. But it transpired that she's a friend of Sirius. So here is Kellyana from her Elemental album with something that is called She Is Crone. I hope you enjoy it because I love it. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom. She is crone. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom. She is crone. She stirs the cauldron of all knowledge. She is the bringer of death and rebirth. She stirs the cauldron of all knowledge. She is the bringer of death and rebirth. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom. She is crone. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom. She is grown in the darkness, time of sowing. In the dream time, she sits and stirs. In the darkness, the time of sowing. In the dream time, she sits and stirs, sits and stirs. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom, she is grown, she is teacher and experience. She is wisdom, she is grown, she will lead you to your dark mind. And at the crossroads, she'll be your guide, she will lead you to your dark mind. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom. She is grown. She is teacher and experience. She is wisdom. She is grown. She is grown. She is crown. She is crown. Crossroads with the cauldron of all knowledge. She sits and stirs at the crossroads with the cauldron of all knowledge. She sits and stirs, sits and stirs. She is crone. She is crone. She is crone. She is grown. 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 She is grown.
mystical, magical Merlin. Do you know the secret? Hand it down from ancient times. Just think and you'll achieve it. All you Merlin on 
Colgen FM, the sound of magic. Now it's time to tell you what's going on. So it's time for the events section. And a couple of events have been made known to me this week. They're way off yet, but I thought I'd better get them out there because who knows, people may want to be sort of making arrangements. So on the 27th and the 28th of August, there is Avebury Fairy Weekend. And that's being hosted at the Henge Shop and Fairy Gardens in Avebury High Street. And the postcode is SN81RF. And I don't know any more information than that. The next one is the 22nd and 23rd of October, and that's the Avalon Fairy Fair and Ball in Glastonbury Town Hall, Magdalen Street, BA69EL. And for more information about that, you can contact www.fairyevents, that's F-A-E-R-Y, events.com. And there'll be lots of workshops and talks. That's what's going on. Now let's move on with a piece by Omnia, which is called Pagan Law. The Witch's Brew is a classical curse. Originally written for the evil king of Scotland from the House of Macbeth, we dedicate this one to the evil clown of the House of Macdonald. Macbeth! Act 4, Scene 1. A cave. Three witches are gathered around a fire. Thrice the brinded cat hath mewed. Thrice and once the hedge pig whined. Harpy cries, tis time, tis time. Round about the cauldron go. Skin of toad and spike a bow. Jack and dine and eagle stone. Serpent egg and dancing dead. Effigy of beat and let double double trouble. You bubble in a witch's room. Of a fanny snake, I have boot and toe a frog. Lizard leg and fairy ring round about the cauldron, sing double, double trouble. You bubble in a witch's room. Double, double, so I like trouble. 
piece of musical theatre by Omnia that was based in pagan folklore. The next artists are a band who I was supposed to have gone out to America and done some photography with, but unfortunately they didn't feel that perhaps the time was right for me to go out there and leave my wife and family here because it could have been six months stay. So anyway, it fell through, but we've stayed friends and I am very much a fan of their music and maybe one day soon I will get to meet them and work with them. So in the meantime, here is Tuatha Dia with the penultimate track of this show, something called Wisp of a Thing.
To wind the whole thing up now, I have a little fairy story for you. Don't know where it came from, apart from when it came from Emma. Emma, I, if you are listening to this, I would love to thank you very much personally for sending this. It was a great story. It is a great story. And I'm now going to share it with everybody. And it's called An Ostara Fairy Story. A long time ago, in a beautiful glade, there was a fairy called Alicia. She and her friends loved to skip through the bluebells and dance around the toadstools. Every spring they would run merrily through the forest, greeting the animals and the birds. They would giggle as they sprinkled dust on the forest floors, so new flowers would grow there. Alicia and her friends would dare each other to knock on the oak trees and run away before they were caught. They loved lying on the grass, gazing at the clouds, and peeking at the people passing by. But what they feared the most were the winter fairies, especially Jack Frost, the wicked sprite who loved playing tricks on the humans, the animals, and other fae. They would scamper around the woods, causing havoc and mischief. Sometimes they would follow the spring fairies and freeze all the pretty flowers they had made. One winter, Alicia was chatting away to the rabbits, waiting for spring to arrive, when she heard a shuffle behind her. She turned around to see who was there, but could only see the periwinkles and the willow trees. As she looked around, she noticed the flowers turning frosty and the stream turning to ice. Alicia knew exactly who was there. It was Jack Frost. He had already cast his spell over most of the woods and now he was going to turn the spring fairies' land cold as well. The bunnies tried to dart away, but Jack burst out of all the trees and turned them to ice. Alicia spread her wings and dashed up into the sky before Jack could catch her. She fluttered high into the heavens and sat on one of the clouds and cried. What was she supposed to do? The winter fairies were going to take over. Suddenly she could smell daffodils and primroses, something really beautiful. Alicia looked behind to see a glowing rainbow and a beautiful woman walking across the bridge of colour. Her hair flowing long tumbled behind her and she scattered seeds as she stepped. It was Astara, the goddess of spring. Alicia knew she would be safe and that the glade would be too, as long as Ostara was by her side. The goddess took the tiny fairy into her hand and they floated back down to the forest. It was so cold and dark there, but Alicia was in good care. Ostara brought the warmth and light back to the woods with every step that she took. The thick blankets of snow melted and the flowers clambered back out of the frozen soil. The glade was blooming with colour and life. Ostara went across to the rabbits and touched their heads. They started to move again and were no longer bound with ice. The goddess looked across to Jack Frost and said, I will let you have your winter time, but when the first daffodils grow, you must put an end to winter and leave. Ostara's rule is still unbroken, for when the first flowers start to peep out from the soil, the winter fairies know they must finish their games. She places rainbow eggs in rabbit nests to warn the wicked Jack Frost that he must leave. 
People around the world still hang these colourful eggs on branches to ward the winter fairies away and to welcome springtime into their homes. Isn't that beautiful? So nice. Anyway, that brings me to a close on this uh, special Ostara show. I would like to thank you all for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and hope that you've taken away some information, some pleasure, and maybe learnt a little bit as well. So I'm going to wish you love and light. Have a wonderful Easter, or Ostara, and I'll speak to you again very soon. So again, love and light to all. Thank you very much for listening. This has been me, Dave the Merlin, and wishing you blessed be. You're listening to The Merlin on Colgen FM, the sound of magic.
Well, sadly, that brings us to the end of this programme. I would like to thank all the artists who have allowed me to use their music. I'd like to thank Emma, or Ems, for her piece on the crystals. And uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. So this is the Merlin saying thanks very much, and I'll catch you again very, very soon. Blessed be. Golden FM is a Moonshadow Media Production.